So um, thank you all for being here today, and thank you to everybody online who's uh, watching us right now as well. Um, I'm really excited to be here and share the insights into our very exciting book with you today. And what I'm going to focus on today is the nutrition transition that is currently taking place in India. And I'm going to talk about the opportunities and challenges we have to address this problem and ensure nutrition security for the future. So let me start with the good news. Uh, the good news is that undernourishment in India has been decreasing. Now, if you look at children under the ages of five, uh, undernourishment has been decreasing by 10 to 20 percentage points, depending on which indicator you choose to use. Uh, even among adults, that is men and women, undernourishment has been, decreased by th has been decreasing by 30 to 40 percentage points between 2005-06 and 2015-16. Now, even though this is good news, this progress has been rather slow. Uh, in 2015-16, uh, the percentage of children who were underweight uh, in India was 29%. That is, they were too thin for their age. And then the percentage of children who were uh, stunted in India was around 38%, which is that, that means they were too short for their age. Now, under, uh, underweight and um, stunting represent a problem of short-term and long-term nutrition security within households. And hence, we argue that we need to go beyond, we need to start addressing this problem at the household and at the child level. The second thing that is sort of a huge problem in India now is overnutrition. When I say overnutrition, between 2005, 6, and 15, 16, overnutrition in the country doubled. Think about that. Between 2005, 6, and 15, 16, overnutrition increased from 10% to 20% in adults. This is a huge increase in a country. Uh, like India. Additionally, the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare in 2017 brought out a report that said that 62% of all Indians now die of non-communicable diseases. Now, in light of this, and in light of this increase in overnutrition, we have a very serious future public health crisis that we need to be thinking about right now. There are two distinct features that define this nutrition transition in India. First is that the nutrition transition in India is closely linked to regional structural transformation. So structural transformation theories generally suggest that as countries structurally transform and increase their incomes per capita, undernutrition decreases, and overnutrition can increase among lower socioeconomic classes. In India, too, we're seeing something similar. In more urbanized states, that is states with higher levels of structural transformation and higher incomes per capita, obesity has been increasing by much more. In lagging states, which are traditionally Bihar, Madhya Pradesh, with lower levels of structural transformation and lower incomes per capita, undernutrition continues to remain a chronic problem even as obesity is increasing. The second sort of defining feature of the nutrition transition is that it is, rod, it is an intra-household phenomenon. Women and children are vulnerable to malnutrition in India. And this is regardless of whether if we consider undernutrition, we consider overnutrition, and if we consider micronutrient deficiencies. Hence, any nutrition policy that needs to be designed needs to account for the vulnerabilities across these different groups that affect their access to nutrition and hence their nutrition security. In the past, India has been very successful in reducing undernutrition. There have been many programs the Integrated Child Development Scheme that provides nutrition to pregnant mothers and children under the ages of five, the midday meal schemes that provides one hot cooked 
a meal for uh, school-going children, have made a dent in undernourishment. But they have been largely focused on improving calorie or reducing calorie deprivation. Now, at this point of time, we need to move beyond this. We need to move to a strategy where we increase access to diet diversity in households. And how can we achieve this? Well, in many, develop in many other countries in Latin America, cash transfers and conditional cash transfers have been found to be successful in improving nutrition in households. And this is especially true for women and girl children who are generally vulnerable, especially in agricultural households during climate shocks. Right? So we need to try some of these interventions. Secondly, uh, in India, information <laughs> campaigns in the past have focused on uh, creating information about the importance of having diet di diversity, such as through the promotion of eating eggs, drinking milk, uh, having iodized salt. But we don't know how successful they have been because there haven't been many evaluations. However, we need to move away from information and move into education. It's important, for example, in lagging states to focus on women and children and explain and make them understand the importance and the connections between having good nutrients, diets, and their health. Similarly, in more urbanized states where obesity is a big problem, uh, in other countries it has been shown that, for example, food safety laws and food labeling laws have been successful in creating consumer awareness about what they're eating. So maybe we can implement this in India as well. As Andalib mentioned earlier, urbanization is another huge challenge for India. Hence, investing in efficient supply chains in order to reduce food loss and food waste are going to be extremely cru crucial to ensuring urban food security for the future. And similarly, urban, investing in urban safety nets and diversifying the current uh, food safety nets will be important to ensure rural nutrition <laughs> security and urban nutrition, se nutrition security. Finally, a Green Revolution 2.0 is required for rural areas. In this Green Revolution 2.0, we, we must have increase in production and consumption diversity across the country. This can be achieved by things such as biofortified crops. It can be achieved by um, introducing supplementation of food uh, that people eat. And these kind of interventions are needed as we look ahead to the future. I'll now hand over to Matthew to talk to you a little bit about agricultural revolution for India.